Okay, welcome back to another amazing episode of Stories with the Boys. Craig, how do you feel today? Dude, I feel so good. Enough! Anyway. So, <laughs> so wait, you said what about your body? <laughs> Sorry for being so <laughs> I was just saying my back hurts. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm glad I interrupted that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like actually important. It's fine. Uh, Craig and I are doing some fun stuff this time. We're not recording at like one in the morning. We're recording in the daytime. I can see daylight. It's crazy. It's so beautiful. maybe we'll have some more energy. Maybe we'll actually make some good content. We'll see. That's all we do, baby. That's big fact, big fact, big facts. Yeah. So we are on episode two of this month. Uh, this is the video game month. We have just told you guys excellent stories about the Madden curse and also Zelda being cursed. We're all about those curses on, on the video game month. Um, but like I promised last time, I my story pr- today is, is way more joyful and cheerful and has nothing to do with spooky stuff. And I would have to imagine that, Craig, your story has nothing to do with any sort of sports. Or it does has it? no sports. There's look not at a us. single sport. Would you just look at us? All right. Well, that, that being said... We're changed, man. We're changed. We we got our we got our fix out of the way. Now we can kind of actually have a have us a, uh, a good time. So, Craig, is there any news you want to talk to the Goonies about before we get started, dude? Mm-hmm. Other than following mm-hmm. us on Twitter. Oh, we're plugging in the beginning. Underscore boys. Yes. Oh, we're plugging fifteen times this episode. We're gonna do ad breaks in the middle just for our Twitter. Uh, <laughs> at stories underscore boys. Follow us or else. Uh, email us if you have any fun stories. Stories with the boys pod at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you and speak with you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a great plug. Uh, that means we cannot plug at any point. We can't do a, a later game plug, so don't even think about it. I'm going to do it three times. Have you ever played um, Animal Crossings? Um, you know, I'm not like, I I have played it, but I'm not like a big into, like I've never been able to get into Minecraft, Animal Crossing, anything that's just like right. mindless like, sometimes, you know what I mean? Mindless? You play 2K. Dude, Dude you know how much strategy is involved, <laughs> bro? You know how much, I gotta do pick and rolls, I gotta get guys open. That's true. There's, there's a little bit more button presses. I, uh... I get that though. I, I used to not be into those either. I think the fad was um, extraordinarily f- popular. The, the those types of games, which I you know nowadays I definitely appreciate them. I'm just not a creative young man when it comes to yeah. like if I'm in Minecraft, I'm like I don't even fucking know what to do. Like the, there's too much to do, so I'm like I don't know. Um, but when it comes to Animal Crossings, I particularly enjoy that. Uh, and the only reason I'm asking is because I see my Switch right now, and it just made me think, I wonder if Craig ever played Animal Crossing. I, I, and, and I think a bit of, like, the creative issue is, is there as well. Because I'm not, like, I'm not a good, like, artist. I'm not good, like, I don't have good handwriting, so I can't fucking draw or paint or do anything. And if you ever watch, like, Mr. Beast videos on YouTube, no. he will, like, he's a fucking, he's a corny motherfucker. He's but, a corn boy. Uh, he'll do stuff like, uh, give, he'll be like, whoever builds the coolest thing in Minecraft gets a fucking 10K. And you're just like, what? And then 10K. The guy's like, he gets, 
Not a joke. And he gives them, like, fucking 20 minutes, and then they build, like, skyscrapers or fucking King Kong or a guitar. It's fucking insane. And I'm like, I could probably build a one-by-one house. <laughs> well, that's and, and two blocks. Would, and <laughs> it, would, it would take me that 20 minutes for sure. <laughs> that's just, I mean, and any artistic person will tell you hands down that you just have to practice and you have to, it's the same thing for everything. You have to practice your creativity. You know what I mean? Like you just got to force it. Yeah. But to me, it's hard. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm jealous because everyone who plays Minecraft and Animal Crossing, they seem to have a lot of fun. And yeah, just, they, I'm just not into it. Exactly. They're just better than me and have more fun than me. And it's cool. My girlfriend loves Animal Crossings as well. I got her into it though. I'll take credit. Um, she, she's put in, she's, she's put, put in, in more than hours me. On that she's game. put in, way more than me <laughs> we had i i've seen the number it's high it's it's in the 400s plus i think at this point it is <laughs> I, <laughs> which is preposterous to me um but she she gets that grind she got that creativity she you know she's smarter i've put in probably like 250 or so hours like i've put in some work but still um anyway we're gonna have to talk about that maybe at one point during this month we'll do like a shoot the shit video game time i'm just curious um, but we have some stories to get to. We both have come packing with some stories. Come. <laughs> Did you say come? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and take the reins on this and I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to tell you a quick history of the Great Console Wars. Now, the Great Console Wars is exactly what it sounds like. When you, the listener, and even Craig... Think about a console. Um, surely you think about the ones that you play the most, right? You got like your PlayStations, you got your Xboxes, you got whatever Nintendo console. I even just mentioned the Switch, right? So it's like, you know, everyone has a favorite. Um, and so because of this, there there's a thing called the console war. And people that have their favorites will claim that theirs is the most superior console comparatively to every other console. Um, I will preface all this by saying I don't understand it. I don't understand why there's a console war. I think I think everyone does a pretty good job except for the Xbox One era was pretty shit, everything about it. Um, but everything else, I mean, how, how did your history of gaming boys go? Because I went, like, I was a Nintendo boy, like, up to the Wii. All I had was Nintendo, not even a PlayStation. And then I got a um, an Xbox 360. I played the fuck out of it. I thought it was revolutionary. And then I went to Xbox One, and then I traded that for a PS4, and now I'm PC. I've ascended. I, yeah, no, I, I, so I started PlayStation 1 straight out of the gate. Straight out, damn, that's a gamer. Um, that's a big gamer. And then I, I had a Game Boy Advance. I never really played anything Nintendo. Yeah. Um, uh, I was jealous of people who had the GameCube. I really liked the Dude. GameCube, but my mom was like, well, you have a PlayStation, why do you need a GameCube? Because it's a superior I, console, mom. Dude, I know. I was like, they got Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I went PS2, right straight out from dude, there. Dude, PS1, PS2. Um, I went right to it, and then we went Xbox 360. Everyone did. No one fucking went PS3. It was, it was just better. Yeah. The only thing that PlayStation did better than Xbox in that time was free online play. That's yeah. The only thing they and had, they had that could do it. I and agree. Then I went same route, Xbox One. Uh, which I think I mentioned last week, Xbox One, PS4, um, and now, my guy, PS5. Straight up, you're back on the PlayStation train, dude. 
It's beautiful. It's good. No, that's a pretty, I think that's a very comparable uh, strategy in the console war that I think almost everyone has gone through. I think everyone went through that PS3 to Xbox 360 stage. Um, our friend Marcus, he definitely, PlayStation fanboy, so he definitely exclusively went that Absolutely. route. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's going to be fanboys. I've, I know some people that have Xbox, uh, like they're Xbox for life kind of gang. You know, it is what it is. Um, well, and it, the Xbox One was dog shit. It was just dog shit and nothing fun about it. Yeah, it's a giant brick. Yeah. And, and having to put, like, I didn't realize that the PS4 didn't take batteries. And here I was putting batteries in my Xbox One controller. Yeah, like an absolute fucking Neanderthal. For two years. And I was like, what am I doing? And I will give you, I will give PlayStation 3 that. Along with having free online, they also had rechargeable batteries. Like, that's cool and all. But I'm I'm 100% gonna not pay. Remember when the uh, PS3 came out? It was like 600 fucking dollars. It was really expensive. <laughs> it yeah. was stupid expensive for no fucking reason. Anyway, so yeah, and see, there you go. Everyone has a little bit of a, uh, you know, a preference. To this day, your preference is PlayStation, right? Correct. Right, and you know, my preference would be PC now, just because of. It, uh, I guess this one's just more of a. It's a newcomer. I'm a I'm a I'm a PC baby. <laughs> just well, like South P- Park, <laughs> PCP. they're huge right now because yeah, popping like, That's what all the really good streamers use, right? I mean, yeah. that's what kills me every time I fucking play Fortnite <laughs> with a PC with a fucking mouse, and I'm just at the at his mercy and hoping yep. to God he can't shoot for shit, but that's he can crazy. because he's a PC gamer. <laughs> and you see, it's just it's it feels better and it runs smoother, and I I totally understand the hype now. Um, that being said, I do appreciate a good. A console video game because it's got those exclusives dude you got to play those exclusives those are lit um and that's true and you know playstation comes in hard with their exclusives i mean i'm talking like little big planet i'm talking like ratchet and clank crash bandicoot uncharted series brother dude they pop off right i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead I was gonna, that was actually a huge uh, reason I, I left Xbox whenever I yeah. had my Xbox One because, like, I, I paid for Xbox Live or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And I, I every month I would go look at the free games. Dog shit. Dog <laughs> they shit. were always so every bad. Every single <laughs> month. And here, my like, my friends are telling me who have PlayStations, they're like, bro, look what we got for free this month. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and all this thing was to me. All my Xbox was to me was a 2K machine, and I would play the original Star Wars Battlefront on it. Or not the original, (laughs) but the remake. And that's the only thing I did with this thing. And it was useless to me otherwise. So it it was a nightmare. Dude, totally get that. I've been there. That's what I did with my Xbox One. I had it, uh, and just all my friends really just had PlayStation 4s anyway. So I was just playing like with one or two other people on my Xbox, and that was pretty rare as it was. And very same thing. I played uh, Battlefront 1. Uh, and I played just like a few random, just shitty games here and there. I played a lot of, uh, uh, Tomb Raider. I liked that a lot. Stuff like that. Uh, and then I quickly was like, this is fucking horse shit. So I got a PS4 Pro, mind you. Uh, I went hard. And then I, I never went back. So it was lit. I do want a PlayStation 5, but I, I, I went the PC route instead. So maybe at someday I'll get a PS5 just because I want their exclusives still. But it is what it is. It's, it's great. I will say that the titan of exclusives though i and you can't argue no one can argue with me the titan of exclusives will always be nintendo though just by their sheer amount of ips their intellectual properties and how many people buy their shit 
and I know you could be like, well, PlayStation's exclusives. Okay, I get you. But, like, l- let me just name off a few. You got Pokemon. You got, I'll even take Animal Crossings. You got fucking Metroid. You got The Legend of Zelda. And you got the mustachioed plumber himself, Mario Brothers. And all those fuckers pop off regularly. Every single time a game comes out with any of those people, it is a uh, just unreal sales. Yeah, no, and it, it, I think it's tricky because I, I, a lot of people do see it that way, where they're like, "Look at the content that we have over here," but like, if you didn't grow up with those, right? Because like, I, it's not that I don't like those games, and I do like Pokemon a lot. It's um, lit. But I honestly just as a gamer don't give two shits about mario like i have never flabbergasted sat down and played a mario game and like from start to finish i played mario kart i played you know smash but i have never sat down and played a mario game but that's the power right and i get that but that's the power i'm trying to explain even you that couldn't give a shit less about that particular intellectual property you've played some mario kart in your day i guarantee you've played some mario party they i mean it's just they're always so accessible kids and adults of all ages whatever you want to do whatever you want to call it you pop on a nintendo game you're gonna have a good time with some friends it's just how it is that's power very true. But when you're talking about, I mean, I'm not going to like let my kid play Uncharted right away. You know, like I'd let them start off with some Mario stuff. It's cartoony, but it's still fun. But it has like a challenging uh, skills to it to where it becomes adults kind of want to like grind it out, try to get, you know, the high score, whatever it is. It's just, I think they're the Titan. I guess that's a humble opinion, but I could argue with you teeth and nail for it. Well, and they was a question to make. I just a fuck ton of money. Like, yeah, yeah. The numbers are there. It's not like I mean, it's just like a personal opinion that I have. Like I, and yeah. I, I don't. I'm not like I don't really care about like a ton of exclusive games that like other uh, companies have. Right. But no, they they make they make ass loads of money. Yeah, for sure. And we know that your favorite game of all time is Spyro Two: uh, Ripto's Revenge, right? Um, Let's go. And that's a that's a PlayStation exclusive. So it do be. It do be. It do be. Anyway, I started this whole. Um, thing just to talk to you guys the audience and craig about just how controversial people's thoughts are on the consoles console virtual get it um so uh, i guess i wanted to preface it with that just so we can kind of engage the crowd's uh, mental state because you know i bet you at home yes you right now i bet while we were talking you were either agreeing or disagreeing with what we were saying or you had your own opinion entirely on the matter and i bet you're just screaming in your fucking car right now being like, Xbox has Gears of War! Bleh! You know what I mean? Oh, like, <laughs> man. I bet, I, bet, I bet everyone in Ohio plays Gears of Dude. War on the Xbox <laughs> series. <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a message for you if you do that. Fuck you. <laughs> join, the, join the crew and fucking get, get Animal Crossings on the Switch, alright? Play that. Yeah. <laughs> they go from chainsaw guns exactly. to gore to animal crossing. <laughs> I, I promise you'll have a better time. Gears of War is fucking dog water. Anyway, <laughs> so um, like I was, that's the whole point I was trying to make. So let me just dive into the actual console wars. And I'm just going to give you a little history of like where this all came from. Why we all have this feeling. And real quick, this isn't part of my excerpt that I'm going to read here. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick little uh, history lesson in terms of where... 
do you know the, the reasoning behind why video games are catered more towards boys? Or at least they were? I don't. I do not know why. Excellent. So, fun fact. Um, when uh, Nintendo created the Game & Watch, Nintendo was a previous, prior to being a video game company, they were a toy company, right? They had playing cards and other mm-hmm. toys. So, uh, whenever they hit the American audiences with their, um, their newfound video games, they... They basically just wanted to just decide. Do uh, aisles back in the day? Sorry, aisles back in the day used to be divided into boys' toys and girls' toys, and like it literally just came down to a 50-50. Um, and Nintendo was like, "We're just gonna put our product in the boys' section." So they did, and uh, ever since then, that's just where the whole boys play video games came from. So it kind of just went into that a little bit. So fun fact. Oh. Um, all right. Now, now to the story. So, uh. I'll start off by saying that there, the first console that really kind of hit homes was known as the Brown Box. Um, it was originally named TV Game Unit Number no. Seven, um, and this was cre- created by Ralph Baer. Um, and it was the first ever video game console. Like at home, you can play this console. The Brown Box had several games. Uh, it had checkers, uh, target shooting, and a variety of sports games. Um, but the most popular on it was the Ping Pong, not Pong. That'll come in later. This is literally called Ping Pong. Um, it, 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 these controllers were just shit. They were like a couple knobs and a button on these weird brown boxes. It was very hard to look at machine. Anyway, uh, brown box got purchased by Magnavox. Um, Ralph Bear, like he let his license go to Magnavox. Um, and then Magnavox created something called the Magnavox Odyssey in 1972. The Magnavox Odyssey was dog shit. No one liked it. Uh, for some reason, people really liked the brown box because they like ping pong exclusively, but uh, the Magnavox Odyssey just didn't follow up right. It didn't do well, um, and it basically flopped. In comes Atari. Uh, did you ever play Atari? Atari. Yeah, dude. Um, I did not. My father played the shit out of an Atari. Dude, that's that era. The boomer console. So, <laughs> uh, the Atari... Um, they created a game called Pong, which was just a little bit better of a ping pong game, uh, way more smooth. It was created by Nolan Bushnell, um, and he re- uh, he he released the Atari two, uh, 2600 in 1977, um, and this was this would be the, the first competition, right? So Atari released the Atari 2600, and Magnavox had their Magnavox Odyssey. Um, but there was literally zero competition. The Atari 2600 fucking clapped Magnavox's cheeks. No questions. Um, they just had better technology, better graphics. You know, it just way smoother of gameplay. Um, Atari and Magnavox were partners uh, after Atari got sued for copyright infringement because they released a game called Pong when Magnavox released it. Uh, you know, p- uh, ping pong, and so they got sued. And so literally, what ended up happening is Magnavox was like, "You don't have to pay us, but join us." Uh, and Atari was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." So they did. So Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh, was the starting point for the next generation consoles. And that's what led to uh, this whole console market war, whatever you'd call it. So. Let me let me just interrupt please just do. for one second. What a genius move, by the way. By Magnavox? Uh, by Magnavox. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, sure. I mean, because what, what year is it at this point? 1977. You know? So it's 1977. Sure, they could have gotten a pretty good payout mm-hmm. for whatever you know whatever that money would have been in 1977 but they did the old michael scott move uh, yep. <laughs> and said 
and give us jobs instead. Yeah, join us. so smart. Yeah, I think it's genius. Good idea. Yeah, because they, they saw the failing properties of their Magnavox Odyssey. Um, and so they, they were like, what are we going to do? And then this came about and fuck yeah, let's take the Atari. And the Atari was hella successful. So I agree. Absolutely. Very smart. Good point, Craig. Good point, Craig. So... Um, with the success of the Atari 2600, many consoles wanted a piece of the pie. So, obviously, this led to this big cash grab. Who can create the better video games so that they can get excuse me, the most shmoney? This brought on companies like Mattel, Colacon, and Nintendo to a small portion. Um, so, what happened, though, was this is in 1977 to about 1983. That's the timeline. There became an oversaturation of consoles, and all of them were extremely low quality. Um, this led to one of the most infamous quote-unquote crashes in the video game history. Um, so basically, so everyone just created so many video games, but they were all dog shit. So now we're in 1983. The home console market was in shambles. With so many consoles, but all of low quality, uh, and even more so when it came to their video games. So the, one of the biggest examples of this is a fun game called um, Atari's E.T. video game. Have you heard of this? I have not. So Atari's E.T. video game went down, is currently, in, but went down for... Oh, the, okay. No, sorry. I think I, think I just misunderstood what you said. That's oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the E.T. game. Yes. Yeah, the E.T. Yes. It's based like off a movie. the movie, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, it is... If people say it's the sole reason for the video game crash... E.T. Um, was notoriously the worst video game in humankind. Uh, everyone hated it. Oh, and then people uh, believe it led to the demise of Atari. They think that because of this one game, Atari, the successful video game company, shut the fuck down. Uh, and <laughs> just a real quick thing on E.T. It was literally made in six weeks because <laughs> they, <laughs> they uh, wanted to basically cash grab. Uh, it was uh, Christmas season was coming up. So they wanted to kind of cash grab it before that happened. Um, That's fair. And it didn't work out for them. Let me just put it this way. I guarantee even Ping Pong, that board game, or I mean the video game, was not made in six weeks. I bet that took a little longer than that. It takes long. Oh, absolutely. It takes way longer to make a video game than six weeks. Okay. Anyway, so this, like I said, this led to this big uh, crash in the video game market because there was too much, too much bullshit. E.T. ruined Atari. People are like, video games suck now. I don't want to play anymore. Whatever. Then, in comes Nintendo. I said that earlier, but they weren't really doing anything crazy. They were just doing this little console called Mr. Game & Watch. So, it wasn't technically an at-home console. So, Nintendo comes in, and the, um, they had already gained familiarity in the North American gaming industry with its arcade hit, Donkey Kong. So, keep in mind, while I'm talking about this, there was a lot of video games in the market, but they were arcade games and that was lit but yeah. i'm talking about home you had consoles to go and you had to go and pay money pay money yeah at the arcade exactly. to do this so it's not like something you can feasibly do for like a lot just because i mean exactly you just have a billion quarters length exactly which kids somehow did but it, it you know it was sucky so anyway nintendo was already known in america because of donkey kong donkey kong popped off right um America's first introduction to the ever-so-famous Mario decides to jump right in. The, uh, the Famicom console in Japan in 1985, or as it's most known for in America as the Nintendo Entertainment System, um, was 
Nintendo's jab at the at the at home video game market. North America was experiencing their crash in the industry, so Nintendo decided to make a console that resembled um, nothing the American audiences have ever seen before, and that's why it's called uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. By the way, because they didn't want to call they didn't want to associate Nintendo with the words video game because video game was taboo at that time because people just thought they were shit. So that came, that's why it became the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, it, so. They created the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, and it, it was amazing. It had 8-bit console graphics, dude, color palette. Um, it was basically like playing arcade games literally on your TV. If you had a TV that could run it, you were playing arcade games on your TV. Mind-blowing in 1985 or whatever the fuck. Um, this, this would be the official birth of the, uh, the at-home console wars. Because then what happens is four years later... In 1989, Nintendo was at the peak of the gaming market, and the new released Game Boy, um, along with their NES, no one could can compete with them. Nintendo was popping off. So, and and on top of that, like I said earlier, Nintendo had IPs at this point already. They already had some very popular gaming uh, things. They had Super Mario Brothers. They had uh, The Legend of Zelda was already out. They even they didn't create the game Mega Man. But Capcom did, and then Nintendo like paid them to make put it on their console. So they literally had Mega Man at home, right? So in 1989, though, competition arises, and Sega enters the console. Sega, Sega. Bro, don't you have a don't you have a Sega? Dude, I got me a Genesis because Genesis does what Let's Nintendo don't. <laughs> and I'll get onto that later. Oh boy. So. Uh, <laughs> Sega came out and they released a console that had 16-bit graphics, dude. Basically, take your 8-bit, <laughs> take your 8-bit bullshit, and give me double that. Boom. So that basically, to you non-nerds out there, 16-bit uh, refers to the color palette, how many pixels per sec uh, screen ratio, whatever. It just looks better, it runs smoother, and it has better colors. So they popped off. It's basically. Like, I mean, basically just, like, the difference, I guess, to to compare it to today. It's just, like, going from 4K to 8K or... Almost exactly, like... like HD shit. That's big yeah. facts. Big facts. But on a much lower scale. But, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And that's where the whole expression came uh, from its competitor. They did really... Basically, uh, the Sega had consoles prior to this called Sega SG-100, that was in 1983, and they also had the Sega Master System in 1985 when uh, the NES was out, but those flopped. Those were unsuccessful. So, basically, they had to go all in. They made a way better console, and they their marketing was unreal. Their whole slogan, their ads were claiming, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, which is genius, right? So, there you go. Right now, you have the 8-bit NES, and then you have that compared to the Sega Genesis was 16 bits, so the graphics much better. Everyone's getting Genesis now. No one gives a fuck about Nintendo. That's old school shit. So then Nintendo answers. They release their own 16-bit console called the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's like the Nintendo Entertainment System, but literally super. Um, and that introduced 16-bit graphics. And that also came out with several games. Uh, Capcom was popping off. Like I said, they made Mega Man. Uh, they also came out with Street Fighter II. Um, and I think that I think that released with the SNES if you wanted to. And Street Fighter Two was very popular, uh, very very popular. To this day, I think it's still held in tournaments. I'm not sure, but it it was very good competition for Sega. 
they both were now in a battle of who can create the best um, like IPs. Um, and I will say Sega, they went hard too. They created a little character known as Sonic the Hedgehog. That was their competition for Mario. Um, so that, that popped off. In 1993, both parties received the game Mortal Kombat. So everyone's running Mortal Kombat. Um, except for there was a more PG family-friendly version um, with, this, uh, with sweat that replaced blood and far less graphic fatalities on both consoles. However, they were on there. Uh, Mortal Kombat on the Sega had a cheat code that enabled players to activate the blood and graphic content, thus giving the Genesis the upper hand on the sales, and so they, they took the reins. At this point now, I will even say that Genesis was taking the reins for their, their competitive advantage. And Mortal Kombat 2 came out later. Uh, it was even more popular on the Genesis. Everyone knew that they wanted to get it for the Genesis now because uh, it just ran better. It was better. Okay, Sega became known for being the outright offensive, never failing to take a shot at Nintendo through its ad advertising whenever they had a chance. Although the Super Nintendo was a piece of hardware, as a piece of hardware was more superior, it did face many issues when it came to processing speed with various games slowing down. Um, the Genesis is famous slogan became blasting processing while cleverly using their beloved Sonic to stress the speed of its processing power. Did you ever play any Sonic games? You know, not really. Really? I played a few in my day, but I wasn't, I just didn't play a whole lot of it. Okay. I get that. So, and, and now you're in this world where now it's not only at home consoles, right? We're in the nineties. Like there's handhelds. Like I said, Nintendo's popping off with their game boy. So Sega had to jump into that world too. So they introduced the game gear to compete with their game boy. Um, uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, Sega advertised showing everything the Game Gear did better than the Game Boy, like its larger controller and setup and its full color capabilities. However, this battle was far less successful than the Sega Genesis when Nintendo's famous Tetris game kept the Game Boy on top. Tetris, I think to this very day, is the most sold video game of all time, maybe? I don't know. Very, very popular game. Uh, the... VR version. I don't know if you played that shit. I have not. There's a VR Tetris. What's the difference? It's in VR. That's badass. So, um... That's all there's to it? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I must have it. Uh, in the US, uh, the Sega Genesis was on top. But the, Gen the Sega Genesis was just simply not able to compete with the SNES on a global level. Um, so the SNES and Nintendo reigned supreme everywhere. They had 49.10 million units sold worldwide. I don't know how much the Genesis had, um, but America liked the Genesis because it was it was edgier and cooler, but they just didn't get across the world. So Nintendo won the first war, or the yeah, the first war. Um, it was a close match, a few battles lost, but Nintendo reigned on top, and as you can tell to this day, Sega is no longer a thing. Not like we know it, you know, it's not like a Sega console anymore. They were bought out with, I don't know who that, actually I don't know the answer to that. So I'm not going to talk about something I don't know. But anyway, it's not like a Sega Genesis yeah. anymore. Um, now comes the 3D world. Everyone joined in the 3D world. So, after a failed agreement between Nintendo and Sony for a CD-ROM addition to the SNES, which left both companies not on the greatest of terms, Sony decided to create a console of their own. The PlayStation was released in 1995, although it was not the first console to release with the innovative CD capabilities. Sega managed to release its Sega Saturn system a couple months earlier than the PlayStation, but ultimately it was a failure. Uh, the Sega Saturn was apparently dog shit. Doesn't, didn't get the time of day, but very closely the PlayStation followed. And the PlayStation 
although, although it released months after the Saturn, had a cost $100 cheaper than the Saturn, uh, which gave it a huge advantage. Along with the price and PlayStation's revolutionary 3D graphics, Sony took notes from Sega's marketing and promoted the coolness of the console and the console's maturity. A year later, Nintendo introduced its newest addition to the franchise, the Nintendo 64. Uh, the most notable changes in this console were its addition to up to four controllers for multiplayer capabilities and a new controller which featured a joystick, making it easier to move in 3D games. So they, they popped off in terms of, they, they answered, you know, Sony came out and they released this awesome 3D graphic rendered game system, right? Um, Nintendo said, all right, we'll do the same thing, but we'll have four s controllers that can plug into it, not just two. And we'll introduce this crazy wonky controller that has a joystick. Um, and people are going to like that because it makes the gaming easier. So, despite still using cartridges instead of CDs like its two main competitors, the Nintendo 64 went on to do quite well compared to the Sega Saturn, which flopped terribly. Uh, it sold only 9.5 million units, um, and then there was 33 million units for Nintendo 64. But PlayStation won this console war. They came up to 100 million units sold. Uh, Sony had this huge victory... And it had a lot to do with the large variety of game titles. So uh, the Nintendo 64 had a lot of influential and beloved games. Uh, like I said, their IPs are popping off. So they had Super Mario 64. They had Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, which we covered last game as uh, last episode. Um, Nintendo 64 had a lot of IPs that were popular, but the superiority came to quantity and quality because the PlayStation just had a ton. They had exclusives like Spyro, Riptide's Revenge, Ripto's Revenge, I don't say Riptide, but <laughs> like rip, but rip, they rip, also <laughs> but they also had like a million <laughs> other games. Um, and, yeah, third party support for PlayStation was insurmountable. Uh, and in total, a PlayStation managed to sell one hundred two point forty nine million units, making it a massive success for the newcomers in the gaming industry. Now we're on. Basically, it went Nintendo, and now Sony has a win, and now we're on episode three, Console Wars number three. Sony continued its success into the next generation of consoles. The PlayStation 2 released in the year 2000. This would become the world's best-selling console of all time. Um, it was so dope. That's, it, was, it popped the fuck off. PlayStation 2 was unreal successful. Unreal. Um, game titles and innovation were once again its main selling points. The PS2 was the first console to support DVD, which was a new technology at the time. The PlayStation 2 also had, a, had great game titles... Um, with exclusives. They were exclusive with Grand Theft Auto. They were the first ones, and they had GTA locked down. And Gran Turismo, for all you racers out there. They also had huge third-party support from game developers. Everyone knew that the, if, they made a, if they made a game for the PlayStation 2, it was going to sell well. So that's why they had huge support. At the same time, Nintendo decided to do their game console, called the Nintendo GameCube. And on top of that, Microsoft jumped into the world. They created their first console known as the Xbox. Um, the, both the Xbox and the GameCube were, um, they were, they were great on their own, and they had a lot of IPs, um, but they both technically flopped. And I know that's hard to believe. The Nintendo has a huge cult following to this day. Um, I'm one of the, I love the GameCube still, probably my greatest, my favorite console. But literally, they both flopped, uh, the Xbox and the GameCube. They sold a little over 20 million units in their lifetime, while PlayStation 2, I think, sold 150 million. 
So it was literally zero contest. Oh, and back to Sega really quick. Uh, the Sega Dreamcast, which released internationally in 1999, was the last console ever made by Sega before it turned into a third-party game developer. That's what it, that's what happened. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're, they're still kind of their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sega will still have their name on, you know, like Sonic and all that shit like that, but it's, it's not a console anymore. Um, so at this point, you got the Sega Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, and the Xbox. Um... Even though it's revered by its loyal fan base that still exists to this very day um, as being one of the best con- one of the best consoles ever made because of its innovation, that we're talking about the Sega Dreamcast here, um, Sega never managed to regain the success it once had. Many believed Sega's rush to release consoles was largely to blame. Whatever the reason, the Dreamcast sold even less than the Saturn. And on March 1st, 2001, Sega stopped production, making it the last Sega console ever made. So, you know, I just named off the four consoles. But now we're back to PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. So now we can kind of dive into recent, the recent wars. Um, in the most recent of console wars, Nintendo saw its way back to the top with the Nintendo Wii, uh, the second most sold console in the world. Um, it was innovative, brand new controls, massive third-party support, along with uh, a bunch of IPs. Microsoft and PlayStation were fighting their own battle against each other, actually. Uh, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 both being similar consoles in terms of hardware and capabilities. Sony, however, had a pretty rough start to this console war with the price of the PS3 being considerably high, starting at $600 fucking dollars, and much of the initial marketing was perceived as arrogant. Xbox, of course, was able to have a great start because of their cheaper console and great online support. Towards the end of Sony... Towards the end, Sony was able to turn it around with price cuts and their great lineup of game titles and exclusives, most notably The Last of Us. Both the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 sold approximately 80 million consoles respectively. Where was the where was the Wii <laughs> in all this time, you ask? It, <laughs> it was making serious sales and skyrocketing to the top of the console war. The Wii was not doing well based on its highly advanced hardware, unlike its competitors. In fact, it was the exact opposite. The Wii simplicity is what gave it the winning edge on its counterparts. The simple but new motion controls were casual and easy enough that anyone could play, and anyone was playing it, uh, from grandparents to moms to dads, no console had ever been able to get this large variety of people interested in gaming. Despite the Wii not being held to a high image in the more hardcore gaming community, its success was undeniable, and it made history by joining Sony in over 100 million units sold club selling 101.15 million units worldwide. So Nintendo did a really smart thing where they they took a different route. You know, everyone was trying to like compete with, like Sony and Microsoft was trying to compete with each other because they wanted, you know, they they, uh, they wanted to be the best on the, the block. They wanted to be the most graphics, the best uh, gameplay, blah, blah, blah. We was just like, you can literally play tennis, but like you're playing tennis. Yeah, but you're, but you're fucking... You can, like Mario vs Sonic at the Olympics was like yeah, dope. Yeah, it's just fucking. And, and like anytime you can get like uh, your children to spend time with their family. Yes. And then if but it's all playing video games. Yes. You're winning. You're winning. Rock band. Huge. Dude, yeah. He. Uh, and then this, I, and I'm sure you'll touch on this in a moment, but like they each other company tried to mock this. Yes. Because it was that big of a deal. I'm actually, I don't think I will touch on this, but I will say that. Yeah, you're right. I think. Uh, you know, PlayStation released their PlayStation Move thing. 
um, Xbox with their Connect. They were trying to at least be original with it. Um, all of those were flops. The Wii had the reins and still does. So anyway. Yeah, the the Xbox Connect was garbage. I never had it. I wanted really it so bad. bad growing up. I never got one. I didn't have it, but I've I've messed around with it a few times in my life, and it is the worst <laughs> thing of all time. Yeah, dude. Um, and the, where I'm getting this information, this is all from uh, Medium.com, actually. The the uh, this is written. I'm getting a lot of my notes from uh, Guillermo Romero. He wrote this in 2019. Um, so if you want to give him a check out, go ahead. I'm I'm just kind of telling you the story. Big shout outs, baby. Big shout outs. So anyway. The generation of consoles so far has shown a history that repeats itself. The three juggernauts of the console industry were Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Um, they each kind of did their own thing. They each kind of succeed in their own ways. Um, currently, and this, like I said, this is a little dated, the Sony PlayStation 4 was on top of its sales. So last we checked on the console war, um, the PlayStation 4 was back on top. However, the Xbox 360 wiped the floor with the middle era, the, the third era. Um, the Xbox One had a problem because they released it at a higher price point and focused more on marketing the Xbox One as an entertainment system rather than a gaming system. They were just trying to do too much shit that people, like, you know, they, it was just not as good as a console as it could have been. The PlayStation 4 popped off because it, it, it stuck with its roots. It, it basically made the PlayStation 3 but way better and at a more fair price point. And people like that a lot. Um, and then during that time as well, the Nintendo Wii U came out. And that was easily <laughs> the black sheep of the family. Uh, Nintendo's biggest regret, the Wii U, it was a terrible flop. Um, not even a fraction of success that the Wii showed, which is a bit of a bummer. I had a Wii U. I personally really liked it. But it's all good in the hood. Uh, Microsoft and and uh, Sony just clapped them at that particular point. Um, so anyway, yeah, this he kind of talks more about some other stuff, um, but I'm you know I'm just gonna finish it off with my own interpretation and no stats. You know now it's the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X, I believe is what the newest one is, um, and the Switch, right? And I will say that Nintendo stuck with their guns. They did this. They did what they should have done, which is be in their own world create their own video games they, they don't have to focus super heavily on graphics just really got to focus on their formula and they have to keep it going create intellectual properties that people love um and be innovative and nintendo's always been innovative they they're in their own world now between playstation and xbox um, microsoft and sony there's really not a console war to be had anymore it's just not that as big of a deal um they're roughly the exact same they're basically in the video game world Everything is the same now. Like, there's nothing that really... Like, you can't blow people away with 16-bit graphics, you know? No one cares. Um, so, like, when the PC became super popular, they they took the graphic world. PCs, they those are always going to be the top-of-the-line graphics, right? So you can't really argue that, the, you know, PlayStation 4 or Xbox has better graphics because it's just, you know, there's always going to be something better. So basically, they're just trying to find their uh, water. And... When I say that, I say that PlayStation is still sticking with their guns by making banging exclusives, really focusing on their gameplay and like a lot of other stuff. And they're doing great with that, right? Xbox was silent for a while because of their whole Xbox One thing and their exclusives are just literally shit. Um, but Xbox is kind of making a little bit of a comeback, though. Um, 
because they have uh, like they're they're bringing back Halo and Halo Infinite. They are uh, excuse me. They are um, doing a thing called Xbox Game Pass, and it's like piss cheap, but you can play basically infinite yeah. video games. <laughs> five five dollars a month for Xbox Game Pass. That is so you cheap. You have no idea how many friends that I have with PlayStations who have been like, because I mean PlayStation has something similar. Yeah, but. It's like it's thirty bucks or something. Not as good, and it doesn't have yeah, and and it, and it's not as cheap. Well, I guess it could be as good because they like they've got a lot of PlayStation exclusives in there mm-hmm. and like PS One and PS Two games. But it's twenty bucks, or at least it was. I think it's like ten now. But it's still like five bucks for an Xbox, and you can fucking you can play, play so much infinite shit. games. It's basically Netflix, but with video games, super cheap. And so that's popping off right now. I've been seeing a lot of success in that. Um, but I will say, I will say just inherently that Microsoft is kind of just winning the game anyway, because if you have a PC, you're playing windows games for sure. Right. I mean, like, isn't that the same thing? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like Microsoft still has their hands in the PC world and on the Xbox. PlayStation just has their PlayStation while Nintendo literally just has their Nintendo, but yeah, one thing Xbox did that was huge, um, with the last generation of consoles, they've catered more to the PC gamer. Yeah. And like, it, I remember at E3, they said like, if you, if you buy one of the E3, like announced games, you get a free PC copy as well. That's good. So it was, it was, I mean, that was a huge thing. And that's something they've, they've really catered to. They've catered to like, uh, the PUBG and Sea of Thieves community. Dude, really, really hard. Sea of Thieves is so fucking um, fun, bro. Dude, they, they, the second that they were like, people want to play this game, they're like, throw it on Game Pass, people figure out Game Pass, and it's over. And then that's what they it's did. True. And it was really, really smart. Their, their marketing is getting more intelligent. They're kind of understanding the trends and um, basically what people are willing to spend on video games. I think at full price, brand new, you can get Sea of Thieves for like 40 bucks, right? Um, cons- uh, games these days are like 60 bucks plus. So I think they're just kind of getting smart when it comes to some of the marketing and like price schemes and other fun stuff. And just, like, fun stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, they still have their Gears of War franchise, and granted, people like that. It's not my cup of tea. It's not a lot of people's cup of tea. But that's not what they're focusing so heavily on. When you think about the Xbox One and the Xbox Series, not the newest one, but the ones after that, there's so many shitty Xboxes. Um, There's, like, the Xbox One S. Yeah, all that shit. I immediately think of, like, Gears 4, Gears of War 5, all that garbage, and, like, Halo 5 and all that shit. They really tried to focus on their IPs, but they were such shit that it didn't succeed. Yeah. Well, I, I think they've gotten, and PlayStation kind of as well, um, they've they've each gotten, they've realized, like, hey, people do care about single-player games, and, like, they love the stories, and they love the gameplay, and the, the open worlds and stuff like that. But the biggest thing anyone like people do anymore with video games is play with their friends. Right. Which is why Fortnite popped off. Which is why PUBG is huge and Sea of Thieves and these games are so popular. Right. Is because people don't do this by themselves anymore, and it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be tied to a certain console. So like, right. If one happens to do that in particularly better, then they're gonna go to that one, and that's just how it's gonna end up. Yep. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. They're, you know, they, they thrive on that. And I'll say that's one of Nintendo's biggest downfalls is that they can't get multiplayer correct. They just won't do it right. 
and I don't know why. <laughs> like, I think PlayStation... And they were, like, they were like the, ahead of the curve yeah. doing it with, like, the, co-op. With like the DSs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... But it's like they just never—it's never been good, no. never. But yeah, that's a good point. Like the DS, you could attach yourself to another DS in a matter of seconds and do a bunch of stuff together. That was fun. They definitely led the charge. But and fuck me though, like PlayStation and Xbox has that shit on point. Like they were all smart with the parties and the groups or whatever, um, and like joining games together. Like they made it really streamlined and easy to do it. Uh, Nintendo literally fucking uses a third peripheral app to join a stupid party oh my god it's so stupid and plus when you're in it you can't talk i could could go on and on nintendo get your fucking online easier it's so easy to do it just do it damn facts get them go i'm doing it and just side note nintendo with the switch uh absolute genius move true to not even try like you said not even try to compete with like the graphics are like nope. the the processor that's in like the playstations and stuff anymore nope. and they were just like well because i mean everyone's i think everyone's favorite thing of that nintendo has done since like the gamecube is handhelds and mm-hmm. they went with a handheld and the amount of people who i know who have a console whether it be xbox or playstation oh. they also have a exactly Switch. so yep. Like, they're their own whole thing, and it's, you know, fairly, it's half the price, and right. it just works out for It's them. just so much smarter. I, I couldn't agree more. I am one of those people. I have a, you know, I had a, I had a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, same. Except, yeah, I've got, in my house, I currently, I have a PS4, I have two PS5s, and I have a Nintendo Switch just chilling. Yeah, and, you know, granted, the Switch doesn't get a lot of love in the, the household, Households often. It, not yeah, not in, not in this house, unfortunately. It, my my wife plays it a ton. Um, yeah. Sometimes she goes into waves. Yeah. Of like where she plays it all the time, and then she, uh, you know, it, it might not see love for like a month. So it, it, it definitely like, and I do that sometimes too, yeah. where I'm like, I wish I just could play the Switch right now, and then it might not be charged, and I give up. On <laughs> yeah, or the Joy-Con, the Joy-Con drifts, <laughs> and you're like, I'm I'm actually good. I'm I'm good for a while. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that they they played that really smart. I think that uh, I think that they did the right moves. I think I I currently have in my household. I can't even go on and on, but I think I have every console. <laughs> Honestly, but like new new age consoles, I have two PS4s, a Switch, and a PC. So we're right there with you. The P, the Switch doesn't get as much love. And you get a Sega Genesis. I, well, I, I said recently because I could talk about my Genesis. I have the NES. I have the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I have. I ne- you know what? I never had the Nintendo 64, surprisingly. I, I went right from Super Nintendo to uh, the GameCube, just skipped the 64. So, anyway. Yeah, well, and it's and just to tap that all off, another, uh, like, I, th- I think a lot of those consoles, like, I think there'd be less wars. There's probably less of war now because... The people that games are catered to, aside from children, uh, have money <laughs> right. and can and prioritize those things and can afford to have a couple, yeah. as opposed to just having to choose one. Because, uh, like, talking, uh, if I went to my mom and I said, "Hey, I know I already have a PS2, but this Pokemon game is so sick, and I can only play it on the GameCube. Can we get a GameCube?" And then she would say, what else is on the GameCube? And I was like, well, the same games, 
maybe less games even, but they have this Pokemon game <laughs> And she would say, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no. But they also had, like, Animal Crossing, Star Fox, and Super Smash Brothers, and Mario Party. You could go on and on about their IPs that only the GameCube can play. This is true. This is true. But I wouldn't have played them, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like you said, most people just, at this point, if they're old enough, can just get multiple consoles. I think, and every house, and, and the Switch kind of is doing the same thing that we did, right? Every family household that has just, like, a pa- the parents that kind of like video games uh, has a Switch in their house. This is fast. Uh, every, like, you know, I have some adult friends, and I've been to their houses several times, one reason or the other. Every single one of them has a Switch right in front of the TV. Yeah. So. And real quick, the Switch released their a new console. Did you see that? <laughs> are you are you excited, bro? Are you excited for this tiny point eight upgrade? Dude, I will say the bigger screen would probably be nice. I agree. And the OLED. That's going to be and nice. The, and the, and the, yeah, the OLEDs. Well, and that's... The funny thing is that that's what the PS Vita had. It had an OLED. <laughs> it literally when it came. It out. just is a, so a PS. That shit's kind of funny. Yeah. But the bigger screen would be nice, and the fact that it's only like fifty bucks more than what the Switch retailed at, I, I'm okay with that. That's true. I guess technically it is a very good service for people that don't have a Switch already. I'll we'll put it that way. Yes. If you guys don't know, yeah, I will not be purchasing. No, no, same, same, same. If you guys, if the Goonies don't know, um, Switch. The Switch OLED model is coming out in October, and it's it's barely an upgrade from the current Switch. It's going to have 0.8 inches of a bigger screen than the current Switch. It uh, has an OLED screen, which does imp- uh, improve the battery, and it looks better. Like, all around, that is technically way better. I agree. Um, and, like, some other very minor changes. Um, and it's white. So current switch owners are very triggered because they were hoping for a you know an actual console upgrade but if you don't have a switch and you were thinking about getting one i would recommend waiting until october to get the newer nicer one for 50 bucks more like craig said if you currently have a switch don't even fucking think about buying a switch oled that's just stupid there's no reason (laughs) so but anyway that is the console wars uh thank you for joining me on that journey i took way longer than i thought i would uh, so Craig, I'm not sure how you want to handle that, dude. I'm I will run through this as quickly as possible Boom. if we want. We got a story, or, oh, oh. or we could, yeah, or we and we could leave it as it is too. It does not matter to me. No, uh, give me an estimated time. Uh, where are we at time? Uh, we're at 55 and minutes. I could, I could do it in less than 15. All right, if you think you, if you want to go for it, I'd say go for it. Uh, Get you a story in here. Okay. okay. All right. So, Craig, take that. the reins. What story do you got for me? I'm going to tell. I, I I figured to stick to the theme of how the podcast is, uh, I would have to find uh, an urban legend at some point in this, in this month. Of course. Um, which proved harder than I thought it would be, aside from um, – the Madden curse and then uh, the Zelda curse that we spoke about last yeah. week. Um, but the one that I see the most of, so maybe this isn't going to be, maybe people who listen know about this, but I had never heard of it, is Polybius, which is not pronounced Polybius. <laughs> it is not. It could. That's stupid. It, That's really dumb. It could. <laughs> um, 
Um, but Polybius is an urban legend that emerged in early 2000 concerning a fictitious 1980s arcade game. The legend describes the game as part of a government-run crowdsourced psychology experiment based in Portland, Oregon during 1981. Gameplay supposedly produced intensive, psychoactive, and addictive effects in the player. These few publicly staged arcade machines were said to have visit, been visited periodically by men in black for the purpose of data mining the machines and analyzing these effects. Mm. Allegedly, all of these uh, Polybius arcade machines disappeared from the arcade market completely. Uh, urban legends persisted as a topic of interest for video game journalism, and through continued interest, it has served as inspiration for free and commercial video games by the same name. Wow. Um, and yeah, and this is obviously something you can you can look up, but it's very cool. Um, the story tells of an unheard of new arcade game appearing in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon, 1981, like we said. Um, something of a rarity at the time. The game is described, in, and this is just like a big classic arcade machine, like one one that we kind of spoke of earlier. Um, the game is described as proving popular to the point of addiction, with lines forming around the machines, often resulting in fighting over who would play next. Damn. The legend describes how... Yeah, it's fucking brutal out here. The legend describes how the machines were visited by men in black who collected the the data from the machines, allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. Players supposedly suffered from a series of unpleasant side effects, including amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations. Approximately one month after its supposed release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. The company, named its and named in most accounts of the game, is Sinuslotion. Hmm. It looks very very German. The word is described by writer Brian Dunning as not quite idiomatic German, a word constructed outside of norms of German language using uh, language usage and grammar, meaning sense delete, and that's sense as in s e n s e mm. or sensory deprivation. Oh. <laughs> if it were a German term of, <laughs> of actual use, uh, the word would be pronounced like... Uh, I can't pronounce German anything, so I'm not going to fucking try. Um, the word, <laughs> the word's meaning... Meanings are derived from the German words Sein, senses, and Lotion uh, to extinguish or delete. Uh, though that's not... The, the way they are combined is not like standard German. Historians and journalists studying the urban legend note further that the name of the purported arcade game itself, Polybius, is also the name of a classic Greek historian who was born in Arcadia and known for his assertion that historians should never report what they cannot verify through interviews and eyewitnesses. Hmm. Yeah. Can you is that it? Just a... Uh, yeah, that's the story. Damn, it's a little quickie. We'll do, yeah. You could you could go in probably a little more depth depth of of what it is. Um, I recommend definitely doing the research. Give it a research. Um, now now people have done. I mean, people have been because obviously, like you know, any urban legend like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster, people are gonna go looking for it, right? right. Um, people have used uh. The Freedom of Information Act, stuff like that, to request documents um, from the federal government about this machine and, you know, to no avail. So uh, there's really, it's basically, because that's basically proven not to exist, but that doesn't stop people from, 
just trying anyways, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it you can do any research you want on it. There's it, it's people people for sure want it to be real, and you know it wouldn't be crazy if it were if it weren't necessarily a government thing and more of a uh, independent lab studies kind of deal where maybe video games were relatively new, right? So they wanted to see what addictive nature they had and how they might affect your brain or mm. how maybe somebody could yeah, affect your brain. Yeah, it could still be like a, video some games. sort of social experiment. It doesn't have to be like a weird like... Yeah. So, wait, are you telling me that like this game might not even have existed or is it like true that it existed? We just don't know if it's... If, like a... It might not have existed at all. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of the... That's the interesting part because, like, there's a few people out, out in the world who are like, this existed. I know. Well, because they might have and played then it. And there's a way more overwhelming amount of people who are like, no, it did not exist ever. So it, it's it's a, like I said, it, like I think it, you've, you can make the case that it was a independent lab study yeah. to, to, to do that kind of thing and, and just see what kind of... Like, obviously, you know, maybe we're worried about outside forces in the world using video games, especially, like, and I'm not, this is, this is the head of somebody in, in that era, right? Uh, with Japan, co- Japanese companies being huge into video games and, and those coming into the United States, maybe there was somebody worried about how they could infiltrate the minds or right. the cognitive reasoning for american citizens so it's not crazy to think that that's something that could happen well no because it seems to not be think about like today's argument like the whole like video games cause violence or just like the whole just video games cause just uh different behaviors within children and adults uh, which is scientifically proven false by the way in case you were in case you were all curious do some research on that but uh, video games has no correlation with your mindset except for when you're playing overwatch and you get your ass beat so all you want to do is you know, tear down buildings, but um, punch babies and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you're probably not gonna go out and shoot people. If anything, I think it's an outlet for people that do have anger problems. Anyway, uh, so yeah, just because of that whole notion, it makes me kind of believe that someone somewhere prior wanted to know what personality changes happened in someone. I do. I don't know, cause in the you said what year was this trying to be a thing? This would have been 1981. So, like, early 80s, yeah. You know, there would probably be pictures of it, don't you think? Yeah, no. If, if, I think, I think if, I mean, you, maybe not, you know, cameras, I feel like, you know, kids wouldn't have the cameras running around, right? Yeah. And so the odds that somebody, and then just the idea that it would be gone in a month, you wouldn't necessarily be worried about That's it. That's true, yeah. Um. There, there are notes of two people, like, going to the ER in 1981, um, one, like, but it says that one of them was, like, suffered a migraine, uh, from, while playing Tempest. Okay. And the other, uh, had suffered from stomach pain after playing uh, asteroids. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was trying to break a he was trying to break a world record. Well, that but, just kind of makes uh, sense. I'm sure it could fuck with you, but looking at a weird screen. So that's some of that. 
yeah, that's a few of the like the things that like some people who believe in Polybius cite. Um, but they they're on the record as playing different games. But I would, but yeah, no, I, I, I it's not the it's not out of the question, right? But it's it's probably unlikely. Well, I would just argue, just back on the picture taking thing, like arcades were pretty popular in like the seventies, right? Like the you know early arcades. But then in the 80s, yeah. like early 80s, you know, arcades were popping off. And you would think that some journalist somewhere would have just been taking pictures of arcades being like, look at this, look at the success, like, look at how filled this arcade is with children. And then maybe like in one of those pictures, like in the deep corner of it, you can see a Polybius machine and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, and that's, that, and that's, that's kind of where, uh, the 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 end like work ends up being basically a wise tale i would assume yeah. because like i said polybius is the name of a guy who was literally like you should not report what is not uh, verified through eyewitness yes so it's like a, it, it's probably just a, a big a big rag yeah a little bit of a, a red herring no not red herring what am I, like, not a goose chase but the equivalent like a little ooh, wives tale we'll, we'll stick with wives tale good job Little tall tale, Buffalo Bill. Like Urban tale. legend, as we like to call them around here. Well, Dude, that's what we call. Well, cool. Them. Yeah, no, that's a good. Thank you for the little quick little story. I, th- I think, I, I think it's completely feasible that the government would want to tap into the uh, mind of a child, but um, they were too busy doing like Project Pegasus and shit. So, pegs. Uh, you can listen to the Project Pegasus podcast. We uh, we actually covered that in one of the earlier podcasts. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, video games very influential in today's society. It's just how it is. If you're if you're one of our lady listeners, and if you don't play video games yourself, yourself yourselves, I can imagine that at least your boo, your your honey, promise he does. Some way somehow, video games are very much in your life, uh, and it's just how it is. It's a, it's a it's a thing. It's an addiction. It's also just a way to get out and escape. It's it's uh. I think video games are pretty cool. I'm a I'm a gamer boy myself. So, in in one way or another, it's, it might not be a console, but it could very well be your grandmother who has fifty solitaire apps. Yep, yep, yep. Or your mother who has who is on level nine thousand six hundred and forty two of Candy Crush Saga. So, one way or the other, you're tapping a screen. Let me let me give a shout out shout out to a game. Um, I don't know what it's called. But it's a, it's like a word game. Okay. And they give you, um, they give you a certain amount of letters, and then you have to come up with, uh, words out of those letters. So there's a three letter word, a four letter word, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. And then every time you get a thing right, they give you money. So every time I get I finish a level, I get paid. So when I start. And I'm, but you can't cash out until you get a hundred dollars, oh. mind you. So when you start, you're getting like a couple bucks per level, like you're going crazy. Yeah. But every time you get a level, you get significantly less money. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you get like a couple bucks on level one, you're like, I'm gonna do this in fifty levels. This is gonna be awesome. But it like goes to the point where you're like on level. 1000 and you still haven't made a hundred dollars mm. because you're getting fractions of pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. So, so shout out to that company because that is hilarious. that's smart. What that's an addictive, they're memeing on bitches, <laughs> like thing but do. it's satisfying though. I bet it's still just like, oh, I'm gonna get there. 
<laughs> yes. You're like, well, I'm, I'm already in this deep. I might as well keep going for my hundred, and then you're just never gonna get your hundred dollars. That's good. That's good. And they and they get advertising for it. So shout I've out. never heard I've never heard uh, that before. Let me give a quick shout out to a video game, uh, Plants vs Zombies, just like the first one. I uh, dude, that was pretty. I just sick. fucking like it. So I just I don't know. Fuck you, EA. I don't care about you at all unless you pay me. Uh, you're a piece of shit. They're the ones that bought out PopCap. Yeah. But the OG PopCap, Plants vs. Zombies, fuck yeah. Pretty good game. Hell yeah. Yeah, honestly, what EA did to Star Wars Battlefront. Look what they did to my boy. Travesty. <laughs> it's an absolute travesty. Fucking <laughs> no. that game. No. I, and I, I remember because you, myself, my wife, and, our, and some of our other friends, we were so excited for this fucking yeah. game. Like, we were so bought stoked a day of Battlefront 2. We played the beta, we bought it the day it came out, and it was the biggest <laughs> letdown. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, it was, it was since we're on the topic of video games and everything like that, just to give you a little, a little uh, shout out, make sure that you guys are the consumers, okay? And with that, it comes great uh, power, yet comes great responsibility. When a, a titan company like EA or, you know, Activision, they're, they're literal shit. Okay, they are sh- pieces of shit. They don't pay their employees well. They believe they're they're basically like tyrants. Um, they need to produce a game, get the money, and they always will succeed, right? Um, all, all I'm trying to say is support your like you know your smaller game people. Okay, support the indies if you can. Um, indie developers, uh, try to if if you you know let's say you bought Call of Duty on one console, just stick with that one. Don't fucking buy it for another one just because you know you're really just really just helping out E or uh, Activision and like they just fuck them. You know they everyone needs they need to know that but they never will. It's a problem. Like, do you really want Madden to be the same thing until literally infinite? In FIFA, don't you want FIFA to be better? Don't you want uh, 2K to be better? It's just, you know, you got to stick them where, where it hurts. Yeah, and with, with those games specifically, lack of competition. Yeah. Uh, th- like, thrives it. Because Madden has, I mean, there used to be several NFL football games out. But over the last maybe 10 years, Madden has had, like, exclusive just rights. Untouched. To, uh, to, to the NFL. Um and with 2K, they're not the only ones that are, have the rights to the NBA game, but they're every time EA comes out with, or yeah, every time EA comes out with a 2K, with a, an NFL or an NBA game, it's dogs. Oh, you're talking about like NBA and, Live. And, yeah, yeah dude, sh- bad, bad games, bad man. games, really bad games. Which those were like the superior ones for right. years. Um, and then Call of Duty, same deal. They're the only ones that like still cater to that style of game anymore. Like, yeah, they they've lived to watch it die and then made it a zombie instead. Yeah, and popped off. Uh, no one, you can't stop them. So play play games that actually give a shit about the community. Yeah. Um, Fall Guys is a lot of fun. If you've ever played Fall Guys, uh, this just gets so boring if, so quick. If you don't like. It does. It's it's a it's something you can do for like fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, play play games that the developers care about. Like uh, yeah, good communities. I know I know Fortnite gets a lot of rap. Uh, like a some people hate Fortnite, but it's a free game and 
they they don't do a whole lot wrong to the community except for like you know maybe they make children pay too much for cosmetic items but that's their own fault if i could argue yeah but you know they're they're not they're going to sorry about that they're going to fall off at some point um they're, they're definitely reaching right now it seems in my opinion with, with the LeBron James scandal. <laughs> Any football player you can imagine. <laughs> LeBron James exclusively. Keanu Reeves. Bunch of weird shit. But, you know, they're popping off in terms of success. Uh, respect, but... And normally... Normally, I would even say that... Uh, you know, support Nintendo. But actually, lately, Nintendo's been kind of cheeky with their... Uh, some reports about them. Um, I won't ever stop buying their shit. But, like... Even with like the release of let's say even Mario Golf, the new one, they're just kind of just rehashing some shit, and it looks fun and it sounds fun, but like, man. And they they uh, refuse to dip they won't, pricing. They won't do it. They will they're not. A, they don't, <laughs> they're a proud. You go to GameStop. You go to GameStop to get a used Nintendo Switch game, and it's five dollars cheaper. Fifty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah. You can't succeed with that. So I mean. Whatever you can do. I can't even think of any suggestions right now. I'm playing a g- game right now called Graveyard Keeper. Um, it's really fun. Play that. It's the same thing like Stardew Valley. If you're into those farmer kind of games, that was made by literally one human being. This one dude. Uh, <laughs> go support that game. You know, that's it's 15 bucks, you know, and it has a lot of gameplay and other good stuff. Support those things. Uh, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. You can literally go buy Call of Duty Advanced Warfare 50 times over if you want to do that i don't care but uh you if you do that though i cannot hear one single complaint about how the next call of duty they didn't make any changes or the next madden they made no changes because they don't need to make changes if you're gonna keep fucking buying it you know what i'm saying so yes it's the same shit so yeah and i now say that like the i hate i don't i'm not a fan of activision they you know big problems big problems um blizzard i don't know really an opinion on them but I play a lot of Overwatch. Uh, I, I would normally support it. I like their, I like to follow their progression. However, it is Activision now, so it's kind of hard to be like, I support you guys fully. Uh, but I will say that they're the community that actually makes Overwatch, like the actual employees, they seem like they're really like dedicated to their fans and like really want to make the best game possible for them. So I support that part. It's just hard these days. People just want money. But, you know. Money's pretty sick. Pretty tight. So... Anyway, I think uh, I think that's probably a pretty solid wrap to the old episode two of Video Game Month. We're trying to trying to release them a little bit more consistently this time around. So you should. We're doing our best. Guys. Yeah, you guys should be able to hear this probably a week after the the first one. So I think this one should be fine. Uh, like I said, we're trying to get some more episodes in and just kind of make something out of it. I think next. I think the next time we record, I'm gonna give you a little teaser for the next one. It's. I think we're gonna play a game. So, it's a class. Do we tell? Are we do we we just tease no tell? Mm, what do you think? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we did it for uh, Urban Legends Month. We're gonna go ahead and do another two truths and a lie, but it's with video games. So Craig and I are both going to make up some video games. But also say one real video game and then see who can get the most points. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. So tune in for that. And if you don't... Literally dead to it. We're going to... 
I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna email. We just I'm, well. <laughs> I'm gonna mail it. you a copy of Polybius. Yeah, yeah, your brain's gonna fucking rot. Yeah. And then we're, you'll you'll just be a vegetable, and that's all there is to it. So. Yeah, and with that, my last. Do you have any last thoughts? Because I'm gonna say the last thing I say, I'm gonna stop the podcast. So, okay, last okay, last okay. call. Follow us on Twitter. No, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. You already said it. You already said it. You already said it. Um, and with that, read a book. <laughs>